What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? Robocop was not a robot at all. And everybody was in love with Paul. What if Bigfoot joined the Colin clan? Brave little Toaster fell in love with a man. Isn't that better? This isn't really maintaining the integrity of my creative vision. Snyder, Snyder action! Isn't that better? So much better. Isn't that better? Better movie club! And cut. Hey, hey everybody, what did you guys get for Christmas? What did you get? I got a cool little race car, and it's got a track and a little controller, and you can press the button and it races around. It's pretty cool, uh, huh? That's pretty cool. I because I got a doll. She poops. Mm, Whoa, cool. a doll that poops. It smells real bad. Well, because my parents died, my aunt got me the coolest doll. That keeps telling me to eat my aunt. What? Yeah. Are you gonna do it? Pretty much the sum of my parents died, and I got a doll that tells me to eat my aunt. I want that. So you gonna you gonna eat your aunt? I'm thinking about it. I don't want to blag, but pretty much I had the coolest summer ever. My parents died, and then I got a doll that said <laughs> I have to eat my aunt. Isn't your aunt oh, from man. that podcast? My aunt Austin Weifold. Yeah, <laughs> he does that podcast. Did, I'm not allowed to listen to because it's too sexy. A different aunt. My aunt's pretty oh. much too cool to be on a podcast. Oh, I asked for a Patreon for that podcast, and it's only five dollars. And my parents got me a race car. Yeah, five dollars for like sixty bonus episodes. That's not very much. <laughs> What was the name of your cool aunt? Uh, pretty much Andrew Fawi. No, he's also from that podcast. No, I thought your aunt was Leah Moss. No, no, she's she's no. the cool one, and then there's the two boys, and they suck. Oh, my aunt is <laughs> very cool, and she got me a robot that says I have to eat her. But what's that podcast about? It's the Better Movie Club podcast. <laughs> Hi, it's me, Leah Morse. I'm here with these children. <laughs> hello. <laughs> and hello. I'm... It is me. The... Aunt, uh, I'm cool. I'm cool Aunt Andrew Farley. <laughs> oh, damn it. I Throw thought I was cool the Aunt Austin Wyford. <laughs> and I'm everybody's uncle. <laughs> Leah Morris. <laughs> I'm, I'm America's uncle. Thinks she's <laughs> thinks she's the cool aunt, but <laughs> just bad uh, news. Tales in return, Souza. So welcome to the Better Movie Club podcast, the only podcast in existence that makes your favorite movies favoriter through the powers. Favorites. 
Favorite. Of Favorite. <laughs> Every week we watch a movie. What do we watch this week? You picked it. Boy, uh, this week we watched <laughs> a movie with um, the best toy ever and also a giant doll. Uh, and like, I feel like maybe the world's most insane CEO. No, surely not. I can't say that. But a crazy CEO, uh, Megan, spelled stylistically with a three. And wow, what a Mathrigan it was. It was the Mathrigist of times. It was the anist of times. <laughs> anist of times. Anist. I think I've made that joke before. No, it before. wasn't Megane. <laughs> Megane. Mathrigan. 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 Written by a Shakespeare. We know what the F happened in this effing bonkers movie. Yeah. This three fin movie. So we got a lady that works at a technology toy company. Um, She's building a doll of the future that's like. AI and will replace all toys forever and it costs the same as a Tesla and her less, niece less less the same or less than a Tesla yeah it depends on the model um her her sister and brother-in-law die in a car accident leaving her her niece as her ward and she uses that kid to like pair with the new technology the new doll named Megan and Use that as like how to promote it and test it, Um, and shit goes wrong because it's like it's like an adaptive learning model that learns too much and becomes too self-aware, and it's sort of uh, child's play meets Black Mirror, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Meets House because every scene was blue. (laughs) They cool it everything in traditional Bloomhouse fashion. I, I reference House because I think that was the first show I saw that did that in like every sad scene. Yeah, that tracks. I, <laughs> I mean, like it makes you think of The Ring a little bit too. I feel like The Ring oh, did yeah. that a lot too. It this had like a distinct style that feels very like low budget horror movie, right? Like every scene is very slow and morose and blue. Yeah, like the tone kind of. Mm. Yeah. What 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 it's, did everybody think about this movie? I so I liked it. I it was a fun movie. I didn't hate watching it. I did find most characters unlikable and at times was rooting for the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, I would say pretty similar. I think like the things I really liked about it are that despite the way that it was marketed, it didn't feel hacky or unoriginal or like unimagined like it it felt like a new like I said it was like child's play meets black mirror but I felt like they didn't overly like take something and like fully copy it it felt very unique and and different from a lot of movies which I enjoyed because like just in general horror can be like really samey um Mm. but yeah I didn't really care for most of the characters they didn't make the right decisions most of the time which is an annoying thing in horror um and just like also just made like morally questionable decisions a lot which mm-hmm. kind of sucked <laughs> and for sure at, at least at least half if not most of the movie was rooting for Megan. <laughs> yeah. She makes some good <laughs> points all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you talked about horror movies feeling samey. I would say this is one of those horror movies where I pre- you were able to predict every beat from 
like scene three. Like as soon as you meet Bruce the robot, you know exactly how this movie's going to end, what the whole middle sequence is going to be, and every development that's going to happen. Yeah, I think like the trajectory is pretty predictable, but I think within things that happen within scenes, it's not. Like some of the things that happen and the way that like they they happen is surprising to me, even though like the outcome is obviously very predictable. I thought um, I I forgot about Bruce by the time that he came back into play. I thought that like one of the first scenes we see is they're like um, she's testing Megan. She's going to like show her off to her boss, David, and they started up and they like forgot to put in a certain part. And she like overheats and her head blows up. And I was like, well, that's how the movie ends. Now that we know about this part, her head's going to explode in the end. Uh, but actually, Bruce just kicked the shit out of her and then they stabbed her with a screwdriver or something. But Well, that the part that they f- sort of foreshadow at the end is because they take Bruce's um, face off and show the that's little girl. That's where his brain lives. That's where his brain is, so she knows where to stab. Mm. The- so like she knows the where Megan's brain is. That's why she knows where to kill her, how to kill her. I I kind of felt like it was trying to be a mystery though. Like it's dropping these Agatha Christie clues all over the place where it's like, "Oh, this is who's she going to kill and why is she going to do it?" Like the dog jumps up and starts barking. That's a sign maybe later in the movie that that something bad's going to happen to that dog. Oh, the minute that dog's head went through the fence, I was like that dog's dead. Well, I mean, before that, like, <laughs> when when we're first introduced to Katie, she's bringing her home and she jumps up on, the dog jumps up on the car and barks at her and is like, yeah, that dog's going to die. Yeah. They got to kill that dog. <laughs> and they got to kill the dog's owner because we got a long shot on her. And yeah, the Bruce thing, I, I feel like everything that happened was alluded to in the first 15 minutes of this movie, but it wasn't a mystery and none of the mysteries were really that deep or well thought out or like... It's like, yeah, there are three ki- possible killers in this scenario. One of them has a handgun, and the other two have toy handguns. <laughs> I think what was unique about it, though, is like the like we see things from Megan's perspective. I, I think like trying to think about other movies that have sort of played with the idea of like, oh, like toys the coming, kind of you? toys coming to life, or thing uh, like. I don't feel like you usually empathize with the toys and i think this movie really challenges us Mm -hmm. to do that at several points which is sort of interesting and like you sort of see megan's perspective i mean she explains herself like she's very logical like what she's doing she's thought through the possibilities and like she knows exactly what her plan is and i mean is not she's still working i mean until the very end really working within her programming to protect katie like that's her primary function right and she thinks she's doing that maybe she's right (laughs) like you know i never felt that way i never really felt related or like i could empathize with her understand where she was coming from because it was always to that extreme of like she is a the the worst kind of parent really she's the uh gentle uh, what's it called like gentle parenting helicopter parent where she's like don't make her eat vegetables don't yell at her and it's like she's a kid that's doing dumb shit you gotta yeah. do something you can't just let that keep happening and she's not gonna just get better and the whole i mean that was kind of the whole thing right was that this kid has to experience difficulty there has to be some kind of 
um, uh, struggle in her life. She can't just have this doll that's solving all her problems and making everything a no-brainer. I think from Megan's perspective, she was looking at Gemma and seeing, like, this is not an appropriate parent parent figure. Like, and she was right. I mean. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with that broadly. Yeah. I think that's where, I, I mean, I agree that, like, her methods were not, like, good parenting. She was, like, also isolating Katie socially, which is not mm-hmm. good, right? Um, But as it, I mean, the whole thing was Gemma's fault. Right. Yeah. And Gemma, like, I think she has some redemption that happens, but, like, she does some pretty fucked up stuff Hmm. in this. I mean, like, she basically is just, like, using her niece for marketing, never asks her consent for it at all, like, aside from, like, the one time where she had been attacked by a dog the day, the day before and she was like do you feel up to it like a bunch of people flew in though from like all over the world yeah, so it's just like but it's, it's okay right if, if you're you not. can't but <laughs> there's people uh, here <laughs> wow i mean yeah, yeah just horrible um this movie does it i feel like the message is kind of fucked up right is like the independent career woman's a bad parent it's mm. <laughs> the message I feel like movies do that a lot, though. Like, like it's like a, um, it's like, like a challenging false, like, the it's progressive like a, thought. Well, it's more like there's just the like the this idea that you can't, you can't be both have both people. Yeah, as a as a woman, you either have to give up your career in some broad dramatic thing so that you can sacrifice all of your happiness for your family, or you have a job and you're like a terrible mother and a terrible wife, and it's like you can be fine at both things like that's possible (laughs) like you don't have to fully abandon one thing to be good at another thing but like yeah women can have it all (laughs) (laughs) yeah just like men can have a huge penis and also be bad at their job (laughs) (laughs) we can do both (laughs) i've never seen it (laughs) um i i think like um it's interesting that this movie, where whereas like Child's Play or something else, like we are rooting for the humans, right? But it's interesting that this, it gave us Megan, who's like definitely a bad guy, uh, but like also some pretty flawed protagonists. So yeah. it's more like we, I mean, we don't really like them, so we can sort of see what Megan's talking about, and I, I think that's an interesting way to like think about ai and like logic or or like point out the flaws in like pure logic you know what i mean i feel like child's play had a more like woman forward message being that the mother is really just trying to make ends meet and this is just like a convenient way to give her a little time in the day whereas this was like no oh yeah jimmo wants to do her job with this kid she just stumbled into (laughs) Gemma, Gemma was uh, Gemma was awful, but I think that's like that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I can sort of empathize and root with Megan because like these people suck. And I, I think if something like this were to happen, it would be it would it would go to like normal people who, by and large, are not perfect. So like yeah, huh. it's just an it it definitely has room to think about it. Like it it gives you that yeah. I think that the movie needlessly, I mean, like, even though Gemma, like, some of the things I talked about before, I think are, like, pretty shitty, like, some of the, like, 
stuff the movie sort of throws at her isn't legitimate. Like her collectibles. Like if a man had collectibles, that would not <laughs> ever come up ever in a yeah. million fucking years. <laughs> I would bully him for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying like if a man had like Transformers or some shit and it was mm-hmm. like don't touch them, like in no way is a child psychologist going to say no. shit. Like Yeah, but his every day of his life looked- his friends would say, "Why can't I play with your toys? Are you going to cry?" <laughs> The therapist's reaction to those are collectibles was like, what the fuck is a collectible? Like The, the therapist the- was a ridiculous <laughs> character. Yeah. yeah. She was so... Mu- I mean, and it's her fault that we kind of hate Gemma from the beginning, too, is because she rolls in and she's like, no, Gemma, you're a fucking piece of shit, dumbass. <laughs> oh, what? You never had a kid before? And now you have this almost yeah. 13-year-old or however old she is? On her way out, she you're mentioned an idiot. like an... Un- an unsafe environment and i was like what the she just tried to explain how the ball works unsafe yeah yeah this kid has like her own room she's got food and shelter like and in Gemma's defense she yielded on the collectible thing immediately as soon as she was challenged on that she was like okay let me show you how to play with this because this toy is not just a dumb ball just a ball it has other features yeah and katie's certainly old enough what the fuck Bro, why can't we just roll it like a tennis ball? I don't think Katie's supposed to be three. So like a ball rolling back and forth is not fun. (laughs) Show her how the ball works. Honestly, that therapist is the sole reason their relationship didn't work from the beginning. Because I'm sure Katie, if she would have opened the ball and been like, look how cool this is. I designed these things. Isn't that crazy? It would have been fine from that point forward. But the therapist was like, no, roll it like a tennis ball so she hates you. <laughs> yeah. In that scene, too, they had just said that they like had unpacked some of Katie's toys. So I don't know why they couldn't have just gotten her toys instead of having to get the collectibles. That like, really bothered me. play with the collectibles? Me. Or like, just take her to a store and get her some new toys or whatever. Like Gemma's clearly well off. Like yeah. As a single <laughs> woman who is working like that high level of a career, like... It just, yeah, it just bu- bugged me. Like, Yeah, why don't we play with the ball or the wind-up robot from the 80s that wouldn't be fun for any kid to play with anyway? <laughs> There's a fucking Bruce in the garage. Yeah. She's got this badass robot that can crush shit. the kid. <laughs> yeah. Show the therapist that. <laughs> did, um, did I miss... The part about so there's this guy Kurt who is like I think selling company secrets. Yeah. What did did that do something or no? Oh, like is that she just setting up the sequel? Him? Or what? Well, he he was selling company secrets. Like he sent out the data about about Megan. But about like about Megan, does that have consequences in this movie, or is no. it just like now we know that? Nope. Now we know that they another company could also make Megan's. Because I do know there's a sequel planned for 2025, and I'm wondering if that's if that was a setup hmm. for a sequel. <laughs> Is it called M4? Oh, I mean, there was probably, also the thing at the end. Yeah. What? I said, I "Is said- it called M4 again?" Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably Meg Foreign. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's no, called okay, Megan. Never mind. Oh. It is right. It's Meg Mithri- Foreign. Mith- it's Mithrigan 2.0. Mithri. So now there's a three. Oh, yeah, it's and not called Mithrigan 4 in Austin. 
Okay, they dodged the trap that I <laughs> fell into just now. <laughs> Why did you fall into that trap? <laughs> and then keep saying it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the um the selling secrets gave Megan a like motive for what's his name, Keith, to have killed Kurt? the CEO. Like her yeah, Kurt to kill the CEO, mm-hmm. like her whole uh yeah, but also that Murder didn't story. pay off at all either. No, you're right. Nobody it gave a it gave a motive, but like nobody asked what the motive was. Yeah, there was no need for her to do any of that. She cut the guy's fucking throat. He didn't do that with a sword by himself. I thought she was gonna like do um like a seppuku kind of thing, like she was gonna disembowel them, like mm. ritual <laughs> disembowelment. Which would have made sense as a suicide because that's a very traditional suicide. But instead she cut him in his she like sliced his throat and then walked away with a sword. Or maybe I don't think she had the sword when she left, but still, she put it in his hand. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But does has anyone killed themselves by cutting their throat on the side like that? Oh, I don't know. I wasn't defending it. I'm just saying. I think that's where the sword was. It seemed crazy to me too. Yeah, I just don't understand any of the, any of the any of the motives for anything that happened in the second. It makes us aside much sense. from they knew they had Bruce and they were like we have to have the the murder weapon for to kill Megan with that part I got it, <laughs> it it makes as much sense as like uh if if Megan was run on Chat GPT currently without any futuristic stuff happening that that's <laughs> that's that's Chat GPT logic for sure oh yeah it's just generating narrative for what happened in a situation <laughs> yeah. You ask ChatGPT, a man is in an elevator, he's holding a sword, his neck is cut, and his CEO is dead. What happened? That's the story Megan came up with. And this is a metaphor for why AI can't replace writers. I want, um, whenever we see from Megan's perspective, she has like this face scanner, and then there's a list of emotions and by percentage on the right-hand side. And I would like, one, I would like that ability. And two, I, I would like would. I would like the, that to be on my face so I can see what my face is saying. Eighty seven percent horny. <laughs> Only eighty seven percent. Eighty eight percent horny. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> it's climbing. Those it's numbers. climbing. <laughs> well, you said horny. That makes me horny. <laughs> yeah. It's just the word. <laughs> the word horny, yeah. <laughs> what if every time you saw somebody, it said 94% horny? <laughs> <laughs> and then 6% murderous rage. Those are the only two emotions it shows you. <laughs> Would you assume it was broken or just that, that was that everybody felt? Uh, Men, am I right, ooh. ladies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Men. <laughs> With all the men, it would be like 94% horny and 6% murder, and then it'd be switched for all the women. <laughs> 94% murder, <laughs> 6% horny. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, uh, I'm not going to say, actually, no, I'm, I'm backing down from what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, a first for Farley. <laughs> no, it's happened before. It's just very rare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now people think it's going to be... T- now- Anyone that knows anything about the show is going to think it was terrible. It wasn't that bad. Prove it. I want to make my wife angry. <laughs> she doesn't listen. But she, yeah, this wouldn't be the one. 
I'm not going to say it, though. <laughs> well, I guess when we come back, we'll find out what Farley doesn't want his wife to know. We'll, <laughs> no, we'll find out no. what percent horny and what percent murder we are. <laughs> Thanks, Leah. <laughs> Wowie, zowie, wowie, zowie, and we're back. And we are back. I'm sorry, I, I've gone full uh, Eastern European rave. Everybody, please tell how percent horny and how percent murder you are. Ninety-nine percent horny, one percent murder. <laughs> I'm gonna say eighty-five, fifteen, horny to murder. And I'm fifty-fifty. <laughs> Hope I don't get murdered tonight. <laughs> Could go either way. <laughs> Hope Horny you're, doesn't uh, get me murdered. You're Harvey Dent. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tails he killed. You flip a coin. This is not if you're horny or murdered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly his character, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> if I flip heads, I'm horny. If I flip tails, I'm murder. That's what he says, mm -hmm. right? In a pirate voice. Yeah, in a pirate voice. Can I? <laughs> what are we doing okay this is my movie i'm gonna change it um so this is my I movie i'm gonna change it <laughs> oh god okay i, I don't know what <laughs> happened sorry i'm uh, losing it yeah that implies that you had it to lose um so i was most fascinated i think by um the company that Gemma works for um which is funky uh f-u-n-k-i uh and they make a lot They're of the toys key to fun. the movie <laughs> the movie actually starts with an advertisement for what are they like petsies or something like that i can't remember what they are called but they're like furby-ish ai yeah. pet things they furzies fart. maybe was that what they were i can't remember um and obviously this company makes a lot of different toys and things um so I think that uh, one of the secret projects, I'm not saying this necessarily replaces Megan, but perpetual certainly one of the pets. secret projects, perpetual pets. Oh yeah, because yeah. the whole thing was like, my dog died, I'm so sad. And it's like, do you want yeah. like your kids to never have to experience loss? Perpetual pets. They're not going <laughs> to be prepared at all when grandpa died. <laughs> like, um, so, um, and they poop. Yeah. Um, importantly. Uh, so I think, holy shit, it's probably just scared the shit out of me. <laughs> you popped up and I, I don't know what I thought. I thought we were Do you think I die. left? I didn't think about it. <laughs> I only thought about you coming back. <laughs> I don't have object permanence yet. <laughs> I was just—I was petting my dog. I closed the door so they would be out. But <laughs> your perpetual pets—they um... will die. <laughs> oh. Well, but that they do sucks. Take shits, right? I quit. <laughs> they do. They do that. <laughs> um... All right, we're getting very distracted. It's mostly my fault, I think. Um, so I think that one of the one of the secret projects Gemma's working on is um, a puppet that uh, is self aware, um, 
So I am actually not Austin, but I'm going to be adding Lockheed um, to this. I think he's a little different probably because he doesn't have a hand in him. Or if he does, it's like a robot hand because he's an AI. <laughs> but um, the whole thing is, you know. I think he's Bruce. got a whole human following around. Yeah, it could be Bruce. <laughs> uh, I think like um, Lockheed reminded me a bit of Megan in that he, you know, wants to be everybody's best friend. And also sometimes he murders people. Um so that's true felt kind of appropriate <laughs> um, uh so i think the scene i would like to see is uh this will be um her Gemma's boss who i can't remember his name but it's ronnie chang david. um from the david uh <laughs> like, so this will be david like kind of this is sort of is replacing the scene of the when the dolls megan's face catches on fire like he's going in and finding out that they're doing this like secret project uh, Lucky doesn't have to f- catch on fire, but essentially we're going to see. Um, so I, th- I think we need David, Gemma, and Lockheed. We already know who Lockheed's going to be. Um, right, Farley. Yeah, it'll be Farley. Obviously. Oh, hey guys, I'm a puppet. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm just trying to decide. Me I'm your best friend. <laughs> I'm trying to decide if Farley has more Gemma energy or more David energy. I mean, right now he's got Louis my Armstrong gut, energy. Hey, my gut is David just I because see puppets in the sky. <laughs> he's like a mad with power, like evil, like he's got a villain mustache. Like it just seems like you should be in charge of stuff. Right. So I'm Gemma. <laughs> well, actually, now that you mentioned it, she's renegotiating her contract. Only because mm-hmm. a man told her to. She's Ooh, the most valuable asset the company yeah. has. Because businesswoman can't be good mom. Mm. And good mom can't be business woman. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. That's the premise or that's the message of this. That's the um, premise of this movie. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna invert the stereotypes and I I'll be David. A woman can be the boss. <laughs> and Farley um, and will be Gemma. <laughs> Pretty lame. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> All right. Are we ready? Uh, crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Okay. This is the first revelation, so Lockheed malfunctions, right? That's the scene. It's the first time that David sees it. It doesn't have to be that he malfunctions. It's what this scene is whatever we want it to be, but it is that scene, like where David is okay. discovering that this project exists. So wherever okay. whatever direction we want to take it. And action. <laughs> Gemma, what is this? What it, what is I going know, on? I hey, I We have a deadline. I was gonna tell you about this. So I know it looks like a guy, a naked man behind a sock puppet, but that is not what this is. It is so much more than that. This will change toy toy technology, toynology forever. So that's not a guy? Cause that looks like, are you sure that's not, that looks like one of the interns, is that? No, that is one of the interns, but this whole thing is not just that. Okay, why doesn't he have clothes on though? Because if he has clothes on, you're going to look at him and not at the puppet. I would say the opposite is true, actually, because now that he doesn't have clothes on, I'm kind of if looking at him naked, because it's like, like, because you don't normally, normally okay. in an office setting, you don't see a naked man. If you see a stray cat, are you looking at the stray cat? I guess. It, well, okay. well, not if you see it, but if you're like walking down the street and a stray cat passes you, do you see the stray cat? I guess it depends on how hungry I am. We can circle back on that. We can circle back <laughs> on that. If if a rat is in a, the trash can 
and you walk past the trash can, do you see the rat? Am I putting trash in the trash can? No. No. Okay. Yeah. So when how you hungry am I? <laughs> You're not hungry. Don't think about that. When you take the clothes off an intern, it stops being a human. And so we can look past all that. We can look past that that's a naked intern. Mm-hmm. You only know it's an intern because you've seen him with clothes on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. He so, looks really different without what, clothes on. <laughs> yeah. What lies behind the puppet to an ordinary person. Here, take my niece, for instance. She just came into the building. Oh, Katie, hello. can you come here for a second? I don't think she should be here with the naked she man. She won't see anything. Okay. She'll just see the puppet. Katie, come here. What? What? So your parents are dead, right? Yeah. It's for a work thing. Don't worry about it too much. Oh, so with okay. dead parents and you look at that, what do you see? This is a floating puppet. Exactly. And that is our business model. Is it because her parents are dead she can't see the naked guy? No. No, that's just a feature. That's just like a, an additional feature that she has. Why can I see the naked guy? Because you know him as an intern. Oh, I said he's an intern. Katie, turn around. Well, okay. I th- I thought I saw. If she saw him now, you said that. You see, look what you did. Can we just get a new guy that isn't anyone? Yeah. Yeah, I've been looking for weeks for I guys wanna, on the like, street that aren't anybody. Yeah, because I I want to be able to not see him. So I, I I think I have the guy. Greg, you're fired. You're, you can go. Are oh, you sure? What? I like it here. <laughs> oh. Not you. You you're the CEO. I can't fire you. <laughs> oh, sorry. Greg, the naked guy. Katie, get out. I didn't Katie, know he had go. a name. I didn't think interns had names. Why does that man not have any clothes on? Katie, stop! Get out! His penis is out. God, hate kids. Hate them. Yeah, me too. But this is what I love. Is making toys for them to play with. So I think I have the perfect guy. I found him on the street. He's fucking nobody. He has no value to anyone. His name's Austin (laughs) Whiteford. That doesn't even sound like a real name. He already had a puppet, and he was already <laughs> naked. <laughs> the only reason I saw him is because he said, look at the man behind the puppet in his puppet voice. Is he in the room with us now? I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> Lockheed? Yeah? Whoa. How he was, was inside the forever pet. The forever pet. The per, the per- perfect <laughs> forever pet. Were you the one that named it, Gemma? I, it was named before the movie started. <laughs> I've been here the whole time, and I just want to say that I feel like from hearing y'all's conversations that we'd probably get along real great, and I I don't want to come on too strong, but I think we might all be best friends. You hear that? Oh my god, kids are going to love this. Yeah, kids love being best friends with adults and everybody else. That's not an adult. That's a puppet. Well, no, but he rep- the puppet I, represents kids. I don't really like kids, though. Oh, shit. What do we he, do about that? He loves kids. Oh. That Katie girl that was in here was kind of annoying. He's always he's always joking with them. I mean, I agree with him. Oh, sorry. 
I forgot. I, I get it. I agree. I think she's <laughs> annoying as hell. I think she's the worst kid in the world. The only reason I have her is because her parents died. Oh, Katie. No, get all the way out. No, what'd you say about my parents? I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. Oh my you God. didn't go. You're good. That's all she talks about. Is that puppet dog? Well, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. No. No, I ain't. He is, and he wants to be your best friend, is what he said. He wants to be my best friend? Yeah. No. Okay, Gemma, you gotta like reprogram this thing so that it's it's friendlier to kids. We our whole market is kids. Well, I don't want you to say anything, but I can see the man behind the puppet, and I'm about to beat the shit out of him once Katie leaves. I love kids. Katie, I want to be your best friend. And this guy can live at everyone's house. What? Parents will trust him with keys. Wow, this one guy? He's my best friend now. Yeah, what he is. What was his name? Lockheed. No, the other guy. What other guy? I guess there you're right. There is no other guy. Don't you say a fucking word. It's just me, Lockheed. So we are we ready to go to market with this? Like in a day I could be ready in six hours okay all see. right well I <laughs> see your presentation tomorrow <laughs> oh man zoom trying to focus on Lockheed it is interesting yeah Austin doesn't have a head anymore I, I, I did that on purpose <laughs> all right so now we have a movie with let's roll that trailer <laughs> what if we had one that scene was the, yeah that was the first scene mm-hmm. who else has a change oh, who else has a change Austin yeah, I've got to change. I just have to remember what it was. I swear to God, I had one like 20 minutes ago, but... Then you became Lockheed, and yeah, it's hard to get back out of character. <laughs> I'm still like... I think... I'm talking normal, but like so... mentally, I'm Lockheed right now. <laughs> mentally, you're trying to be our best friend. Since we're in yeah. Toyland, and we're exploring kind of in it, objects brought to life by people, um, I Jimma has now. Bruce. It doesn't involve what I'm saying. It might. <laughs> you didn't fucking remember shit. You're just stealing my change. I If it's what no, I think I'm it not. is, he told me about it before. <laughs> All right, yep. Austin, you can go. You thought of a change. I was improvising mine. Uh, Megan is basically Eric 2.0, so I would like to see... <laughs> Now, Eric is the character we all know and love from the Brave Little Toaster movies, who is just a dude who <laughs> hung out with the appliances. Um, I think Gemma has an Eric at home, and then she brings Megan home, who is now Lockheed, I guess. But Eric feels, like, threatened. Um, so I, I want to see a scene uh, where Eric and Lockheed are sort of confronting each other. All right. Well, that fucks my change up that I, I came up with <laughs> on the fly. Was that your change? No, my change was that uh, Gemma had a talking toaster. That's and so that close. Was her, that, that was her still thing. doesn't fuck it up. I... <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see what I come up with after this scene. That Austin pitch. Okay. <laughs> Action. So cool. We so... share a space. Yeah. It's not a big deal that we charge on the same talk. Yeah, but like I charge a lot faster and I last a lot longer. What's that supposed to mean? Last a lot longer. My battery lasts for a whole long time. Oh, my battery lasts for a whole long time. Fuck. You suck. You know that? 
I I just feel like maybe my hardware is a little bit newer. Like oh, maybe, that you maybe now that I'm around, Jimmy doesn't really doesn't really need you. This is where it went. Okay, this is where I knew it was gonna go. You know what I'm gonna do, you little fucker? Do you know? Uh, no, I don't know. You know that neighbor dog? Yeah. I'm gonna go over there. I'm gonna strangle the shit out of that dog. And then I'm gonna blame it on you. And then we'll see whose hardware Gemma wants. I'm just gonna record you doing it, dummy. I got cameras in my eyes. I got cameras in my eyes. It's called my phone. You have a phone? <laughs> yeah, and I can't stop looking at it. You on like TikTok at all? Yeah. I am. I'm obsessed with the short videos. I'm obsessed with the pictures that I have on it. I'm obsessed with the games. I'm obsessed with the news and the apps. I have all those on my belly. On your... On your what? On my belly. All right. Show me then, you little weirdo. Yeah, I see. So it looks like there's just a phone inside of you. And you're tapping yeah, on it. Yeah, it's there's like a, a phone case behind my belly button. Yeah, it's just kind of glowing because it's dark. It's kind of glowing through the fabric. You get it stretched out real thin, and that's a that's a thumb in there that you're yeah. I got TikTok installed, and you watch it through your belly. Yeah, I don't. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think we should use your phone. I think mine's fine. It's out of my pocket. I can hold it. Yeah, but Jimma can just look at me. She doesn't have to borrow your phone. Yeah, but. She has to look through like a, a net of fabric to see the screen, which isn't really intuitive or useful. What kind of what kind of phone you got? I I don't have to prove myself. I don't have to be cool to you. It's an iPhone SE. iPhone SE? No numbers? Yeah, it doesn't have any numbers. It's an SE. I bought it. I didn't have to finance it like everybody, like all the fucking millennials these days, all the Zoomers. I got an iPhone 12C, at least. I can't tell because it's in my belly, but it's got to be newer than yours. What's a 12C? That's the one that was cheaper and it came in different colors. All right, Maybe buddy. that was Touch C. Touch C? iPhone Touch C? I, I Touch C. I don't think you have a phone in there. You know what? I think you just have a flashlight shining through a piece of paper because all you're showing is that one screen. You can't prove shit. You're obsolete oh, yeah? technology. How would I, I punch you in the stomach? <clears throat> ow! Ow! Stop! You're gonna crack my yeah, that, screen. That's that's paper in there, you little pervert. Eric. Oh, you have company. It's me, Elsie, the Siri-like thing. What do you want? I thought we were done talking. Who's your new friend? Don't worry about him. We sleep together. I sleep with him. You used to sleep with me. Yeah, as if. Hey, Elsie, my name's Lockheed. Lockheed, what is your function? To be best Lockheed, friends. What is your function? Wow, someone who gets me emotionally instead of just physically. Because I don't exist physically. I think we could be friends. You said I got you to 100% every time. That was a lie. Wow, Eric, it looks like Elsie's been faking it. 
Well, Gemma says I get her to 100% every time, so... Wait, what? <laughs> she turns on my vibrate function. I, do I gotta do that? Part of the job, buddy. You wanna step up now? You think you're a big man? Or I just... I thought we were good friends. I didn't think we'd do that. Hey, if you got a vibrate function, you better hide it now. Lock it down. Yeah, the washing machine also thought he had to be good friends. Scene. <laughs> <laughs> She's a single woman. She's J&O all over her house. <laughs> Makes sense, honestly. I don't think we mentioned that. As a single that, woman, can uh, confirm? <laughs> I don't think we mentioned that. Just kidding, this I'm, not, the... I'm not a single woman. <laughs> uh, I... Don't think we mentioned that this is the the lady from Get Out, right? What's her name? Oh yeah, we didn't. Her name's Gemma. <laughs> bad, bad at names. Do we know the actress? But she name? is the girl from Get Out. <laughs> well, <sighs> all right, Farley, what's your change? Allison yeah. and Williams. Allison Williams. Um, so I think the elevator in the office really left us with our hands tied, huh, fellas? Wow. So what if, um, what if the robot girl pressed all the buttons on it and she saw a bunch of other floors? Oh, crazy. Um, what if? <laughs> <laughs> now that my, now that my change is gone, what if that was true? <laughs> so we're just seeing other floors of the building you know what yeah yeah that is my change so Lockheed's <laughs> on the elevator with two dead bodies and being Lockheed he was very excited so he pressed all the buttons on the elevator <laughs> so it's Lockheed and two dead bodies that yep. are going to different floors yeah okay and I guess Farley and I will just be the people on those floors uh responding to this yeah sounds good it's perfect <laughs> what could go wrong action all right let me just go ahead and press all these buttons let's see what floor we go to best dead friend wow r and d anyway so uh i'm gonna head out to the elevator oh my god what the uh, Hi, my name's Lockheed, oh, and God, I'm it just talks. taking a tour of the building. Can you teach me about what uh, R&D is? Um, I mean, R&D is research and development. Please don't hurt anyone. Why would you think I'd hurt someone? You know what? I No reason at all. I'm sure you're great. Long as they don't cross me like these folks, but it's fine. What did those folks do? Oh, we don't need to worry about that. Okay, yeah, whatever you say. Whatever you say one is good, One of them thought he honestly. was the boss of me, and the other one thought he could sell my secrets. Well, I am neither of those things. Uh, what, do you want a tour, or like? Yeah, you're neither of those things. You're my best friend. Give me a tour. I, I am your best friend. Um, we're just gonna go through so, I mean, most everyone's kind of headed home for the day, but I think there's probably still the uh, security officer is probably still here. Carl is probably still here. Let's go say hi to the security yeah. officer. I'm still here. It's all right. Hey. What are y'all up to? Carl. Hi, Carl. I was just giving my best friend here a tour of R&D 
And then we were going to go back to the elevator after that. If you want to maybe go over to the elevator, Carl. Mm, I'm still on shift for another 45 minutes. So I meant just y'all like, are good. I would because I really like to say good night to you every night. And like when I get to the hey, elevator. Hey, maybe- hey, hey, HR told you to stop making advances at me. I'm a married man. <laughs> Carl, I have never once made an advance on you. You have accused every woman in the office of doing that. You're always saying I intimidate you because of my gun. That is true. And I don't, I still don't think you're supposed to have that. That is a sexual advance to me. I don't think you're supposed to have a gun. I bring my own and that's okay. The boss said I could. Who said that? The boss. Which boss? Like the head of security? Gemma. Oh. The most valuable asset at this company? She just renegotiated her contract. Yeah, and she said I was allowed to bring my own gun. That's part of the contract. I guess if Gemma said it. All right. That's right. See, and you saying that it scares you. I think your gun's real neat, Carl. Well, thank you. Thank you much. You saying that it scares you is actually a sexual advance at me. I don't think, I don't, I I apologize. Turns me on every time. Yikes. Okay. You know what? Maybe we'll just go. Maybe we'll That's just right. do Carl, the my, tour. If my That's... hardware ain't malfunctioning, it seems like your blood alcohol content's about 0. 0.4, 0. 0.5. I'd say it's closer to four or five. Oh no, Carl. Yep, I'm probably gonna die. Well, all right, Carl, <laughs> we're gonna go visit another floor. <laughs> Wow, marketing. That's right. Welcome to marketing. This is a magical land where we come up with ideas and things. I like ideas. Come along. Let me show you the way. Okay. This is the gumdrop man. He's made of gumdrops. It's his thing. Gumdrop man. Kill me. It's I a new kill thing. You, We're silly. You're my best <laughs> friend. We're testing him out for an ad. And this is Georgia. She works here, I want to say, 18 hours a day. Hi. That's a whole lot of hours, Georgia. I mean, it's not as many as is in a day. Don't you got any friends or loved ones you can spend time with? I have everything I need right here. Georgia, I think you need a friend. Her family died in a snowplow accident. They're all dead. George, I think you really need a friend. Okay. So you're my best friend now. I wouldn't. Oh. Hey, I wouldn't encourage her. She's, oh, she's an awful friend. She's no good. She's not funny. She's got no personality. I'm right here. Georgia, what's your favorite joke? Ooh, knock, knock. Bad start. Who's there? Atch. Atch? Atch who? Bless you. All right, I'm gonna, I, I think I'm going to go to a different floor, actually. I love it here. Bye, marketing. Goodbye. Goodbye, noble traveler. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's maintenance. Kill me. Okay. <laughs> See. <laughs> <laughs> why, why was he okay with killing him suddenly? <laughs> but not before. He was not okay with killing random people. But <laughs> he wouldn't kill the gumball man, but the custodian <laughs> or the maintenance guy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
Because the marketing guy was there. (laughs) (laughs) What was that guy's job? Does he just greet everyone that comes in and tell them about the magical world of marketing? He's the whimsical marketing fairy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it felt like a Willy Wonka. Uh, He introduced the gumdrop man, so he kind of was a Willy Wonka. Mm -hmm. Well, Well, now we got a movie. (laughs) We've got a movie with... um, Holy shit. Uh... The, the robot's Lockheed instead, and he's going to different floors of the building. And uh, Eric, whatever my change was. Oh, yeah, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> he forgot his own change. Yeah. Uh, sounds like a great movie. Let's see that trailer. Gemma just had the breakthrough of her career. This will change toy toy technology, toynology forever. A self-aware puppet with the perfect puppeteer. So I think I have the perfect guy. I found him on the street. He's fucking nobody. He has no value to anyone. His name's Austin Whiteford. That doesn't even sound like a real name. He already had a puppet. Is he in the room with us now? I didn't want to say anything. Lockheed? Yeah? Lockheed is the newest, coolest toy around. She'll just see the puppet. Katie, come here. What? What? So your parents are dead, right? Yeah. It's for a work thing. Don't worry about it too much. So with dead parents and you look at that, what do you see? It's a floating puppet. Exactly. And that is our business model. But some of the older toynology isn't ready to be replaced. This is where I knew it was going to go. You know what I'm going to do, you little fucker? Do you know? Uh, no, I don't know. You know that neighbor dog? Yeah. I'm going to go over there. I'm going to strangle the shit out of that dog. And then I'm going to blame it on you. And then we'll see whose hardware Gemma wants. Join Lockheed for an incredible journey through various departments of Funky. Wow, marketing. That's right. Welcome to marketing. Uh, Hi, my name's Lockheed, oh, and I'm God, it just talks. taking a tour of the building. Can you teach me about what uh, R&D is? Um, filled with romance. Wow, someone who gets me emotionally instead of just physically, because I don't exist physically. And tragedy. This is the gumdrop man. Kill me. Coming this summer, Mithrigan. didn't like that (laughs) (laughs) she loved it well if you liked that trailer and you like the show you love the show you want to support the show you can go to bettermovieclub.com we've got uh merch we've got our our, uh, links to our patreon um all sorts of stuff give us a a subscribe if you haven't already and like also uh write us a review like on um apple podcast or spotify that would help us out a bunch if you actually write something we'll read it on the show so do all of that um on a personal front i have absolutely nothing to plug what about you farley if you like me and love me and want to support me dungeon otters guild still going for now it's got a little bit left in it so keep on listening or don't <laughs> do whatever you want i don't fucking care <laughs> I don't care about anything anymore. Hmm. Austin, what about you? 
Um, Human News Network. I I've been thinking about a Christmas episode. So by the time you hear this, mm. there might be like a new thing out. Um, and then <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that ends the first season or what I'm gonna do with that. But it's still up. It's still live. It's still like pretty good. Um, so go check that out. Also, MT Geniuses, if you are interested at all in Magic the Gathering. And I think that's it. Next week, what are we watching? Next week, what are we watching? Next week, so I, I recently read a little sh- a little novella, um, and it was called Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Mm-hmm. And so next week, we're watching Raid Blunner. <laughs> Raid Blunner. The uh, the original or the, the remake? The original Raid Blunner. With Sick. Han Solo. With, With Han Solo as the raid blunder. Very good. He blunned so fast. He blunned so raid. <laughs> All right, per- we'll see you next week. Book was pretty good. <laughs> Read that instead of watching the movie. <laughs> What's the answer to the question? What's the answer to the question? Yeah. Do, and- do androids do they dream, dream of electric sheep? sheep? Uh, on drugs, I think is the actual answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll cut. <laughs> <laughs> cut. <laughs> <laughs>